to let me stay. I want to be educated. Quiet. Not just Harry. Quiet. This is a Royal Canadian Movie Podcast mini-episode. Hey there, and welcome to the RCMP. That's the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. I am your host today, Becky Shrimpton, and with me, I have the fabulous Naomi Sneekas. Hey, Naomi, how you doing? Hey, I'm so good. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you for coming. Now, I got to ask you right off the bat, according to IMDb, you are best known for Mr. D and Saw 3D, the final chapter. But what do you want to be best known for? Um, What a combo that is, right? It's so good. Yeah. It's the comedy horror genre. Um, (laughs) If you're not trying to make make things funnier, you're trying to make things grosser. It's really everything that's filming in Toronto right now, right? You got the the nice broad spectrum. Right. Um, I'm okay with, I mean, I like being known for comedy. That feels like a real, I'm really honored. I I mean, I feel really lucky that I get to be in a world of comedy. So anytime I'm recognized for anything comedic, I'm like, great. Just remember me as being funny and kind. That's, is that how you want to be talked about at the very end? Being like, well, she was funny and kind. Yeah. Or like just, I mean, just funny and then a little bit kind because somebody, you know, other people might have different opinions. But like the fact that I get to spend my life, you know, on the journey of making people laugh, that's pretty great. Exactly. And in different ways too, right? Because you're on Mr. D, which is, it's that's at like, what, five, six seasons at this point? I'm going to shock you and tell you it's eight. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Wow. And we, we just wrapped it up. So last summer was our final season and we said goodbye to all the characters in different ways and we we wrapped it up so we actually been together as a crew and team for 10 years because we shot the pilot twice so 10 years with those folks which is amazing that is totally amazing and i mean so many stories so many great people a friend of the show mark little's on that was on that show as well i've Uh, heard of him uh, oh you may have you may have you know he's doing he's doing a few things now Great guy. Totally, totally. But you're you're doing a whole new thing now. So obviously now that Mr. D is wrapped, you've got your own projects to work on. What are you working on right now? You know, this I don't know where this started, but I do have the I have the impetus to generate my own work because I never really felt comfortable with just waiting around and letting people give me work because then I think I'd just be waiting around constantly and feeling crappy. So um, when we left, uh, when I left Second City, I started a company with my husband, Matt Barham, called the National Theatre of the World. Uh, with another guy named Ron Peterson. So we then have transformed it into just Barham and Sneakus, which is he's Barham, I'm Sneakus, if you want to do the math. That's very British. Well done. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, we honestly, we racked our brains of like a better name. And I was like, oh my God, just call us Barham and Sneakus. And he was like, let's put Barham first because it's alphabetical. And I was like, fine, fine, I'll give you that. It's on your marriage license that way too, right? Oh, it should be. It uh. should be. <laughs> So we have a podcast that we do called Barum and Sneakers, and we do live shows and sketch shows and we do corporate gigs and we just do a bunch of things under that world, which is really satisfying. We just wrote a um, we wrote a true crimes parody called Someone Stole Something. So that's coming out in February. That's awesome. Um, so that's really fun because we get to perform live, which is such a huge part of my I don't know, my my being. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I've started is a thing called the Firecracker Department, which is um I mean, it started out as a podcast two years ago where I interview firecracker women in the industry. And that was just incredible, just having these like hour-long discussions with folks like Gail Harvey and Melanie Scrifano and uh, Sherry O'Terry and Cameron Mannheim and just like kick-ass women, Danny Kind, like just amazing. Like it almost became selfish because I was like, oh, I really want to talk with Danny Kind. And we never see each other more than just a, a blip at a party. So if I invite her onto my podcast, I get to have like a solid hour with her. 
recently, as of October, we sort of opened it up because I had so many dreams of creating so much more under the firecracker department umbrella. And we've got like a team of like, I think it's like 12 people in Toronto, four people in Los Angeles. I just had somebody reach out and said, can we start a chapter in Vancouver and another person in New York? So it's really this community of amazing women taking creative action. So people are writing scripts. They're reading each other's scripts. We're doing webinars about how to pitch a scripts, a script. And we're doing like outreach events where we do panel discussions. So it's a very like, I don't know, it's a very electric community of creative people. Something I find really fascinating, first and foremost, congratulations. That's awesome. We need more community, especially in Canada. And I love that it's like an international thing as we sort of globalize because you need your LA connections, right? Right. And we need to like share those too. So that it's like across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bogart the connections, guys. Come on. Right. Um, <laughs> but I've never heard that before, but I'm using it. <laughs> please do. Please do. Carry anything you like. Uh, but it's so interesting you refer to your podcast concept, and I'm sure you're joking, as selfish. Because I think about all the best interview podcasts, especially the male comedians do, Mark Marin, um, Dave Holmes, people like that. And they just want to hang out with their buddies and talk to people they think are cool. And everybody tunes in, millions of people tune in to listen to these things. And I don't think that's selfish at all. I think it's just you're providing uh, insight in a different uh, a different and exciting way, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, maybe it started selfishly. And then I quickly realized it was something that people glommed onto. So now I feel it's much more um, altruistic. But at the time, I was like, I just want to hang out with Gail Harvey for an hour. Exactly. Oh, she's the I coolest. want to meet a- Annie Bradley, who's a kick-ass director. And now I've met her and she's like a buddy of mine. I've like built my own community from it too, which is really satisfying. Exactly. So talk to me a bit about the the firecracker department. I'm curious as to how are people reaching out? How are they connecting? Um, how are they, what kind of forum are you providing? So, so we have the bi-weekly podcast and that's amazing. We just launched Cat Barrel from Winona Earp and Working Mums and that's like generating a lot of discussion. But then we have started various online and offline um, community builders. Like for instance, every, the last Sunday of every month, I go on my Instagram and we have a live discussion with one of the Firecracker team members, Deanna Moffat, who's a life coach in Los Angeles. And we pose a question to the community and we have this discussion. And then we put it on our private Facebook group and the discussion continues. So it's this great like, I mean, it's all about discussion. It's all about like bringing people together to have uh, to share share ideas and share experiences, but then also be empowered by those things. So that's the last Sunday of every month. Uh, we've been doing a bunch of panels. We have another panel coming up um, with the Second City. We've done one with them before. We did a panel with um, the Canadian Screen Awards. I have another panel coming up in Los Angeles. And that's another form of like community offline coming together, uh, which is also part of like, I feel like we're all so tired of being on our computers and our phones. And actually, we just want to connect with people. Exactly. So we start doing, yeah, right, live panels, which has been really great. And then um, another thing we've been doing is, well, actually, it hasn't, it's just starting in March, is we're going to start doing monthly webinars. So I'm t- kind of taking advice from the community of firecrackers as to what they want to learn about. And then I'm finding an expert in that field so that we can do an hour-long discussion with a Q&A online so people from all over the world can reap the rewards of these fantastic women in our lives. So it can't, it's not just Toronto-centric, and it's, not, it's for anybody who wants to be part of it which I really like. What's kind of the demographic of the, the firecrackers or people who are joining in, uh, joining in these groups and chatting? Great. So I don't, I think the demographic honestly is like 20 to 60, which is a large demographic, but I think it's anybody who's creative. 
because we posed a question, one of the spark questions, which is the monthly chat we have with Deanna. One of the spark questions was, what are your goals and what can Firecracker Department do to help you? And the amount of people were like, I want to write. I want to direct. I want to get my short film produced. That was across the board, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And then we have a couple of gals in their 60s and 70s. But it's recognizing that creativity doesn't stop. Like Joanne Bolden, who's one of our team members, started a, a, a department under the Firecracker Department, which is called Red Point. And Red Point is instigated to recognize women who have gone before us and paved the path, which I think is so important. We have so much to learn from these people. And sometimes we think we're, A, reinventing things, but we also need to like bring them into this discussion. So people like Jane Eastwood, who is like one of the first funny people that I, like when I remember seeing her on SDTV and going, oh, she's female, funny, and fantastic. She's the three Fs. Yeah. So she actually is one of my guests on the podcast. So yeah, it's sort of bringing everybody together for um, for a greater power, really. Uh, how are you figuring out what topics you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so again, like I'm kind of going online and, and getting feedback from people on Twitter and on Instagram and in our Facebook group and saying like, these are the webinars that I'm interested in. There's also folks in our team. We have a gal who's a lawyer who's going to talk about writing contracts because that's something I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to, but I should. Uh, there's another gal who's going to talk about taxes as an entertainer, which is something I don't want to talk about, but mm-hmm. I should. So all these things, hopefully and with an interview style, it'll be fun and it won't be so like, you know, Charlie Brown teacher about it. And that's kind of interesting to me because there are a number of kind of institutions, especially in Toronto and across Canada. I mean, UBCP and ACTRA do regular webinars and and things that like try to get people together to create work, minglers, uh, ways you can meet people. Uh, Women in Film and Television, of course, has their monthly meetings. So there are some already institutionalized things, but there is a formality to them that I think can intimidate people because it's Mm. like, oh, I'm not a professional. I can't can't go to an actor meeting. I'm not a union member, right? Yeah, that's a really great point. Thanks for bringing that up because it is something with Firecracker Department like we talk about this at every event going, is anybody interested in doing more stand-up or doing more improv or doing more creative stuff that they're not doing? And then we start the discussion because it just you just have to start. So I'm really hoping to start like a um, like an uh, accountability club where people mm-hmm. set goals and we sort of check in with people as they develop their creative projects. Now, kind of with that, I do want to take this a little more serious. Uh, this was oh, actually something... This some... has been tirelessly, <laughs> totally. tirelessly funny. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, something <laughs> I, that uh, my friend Charlotte Johnstone brought up. Uh, she's my feminist barometer, I think I mentioned earlier. That's my firecracker mm-hmm. department. Um, she wanted to know a little bit about if there's a mentoring aspect to this, especially as it comes to young women entering the film and television industry of knowing what is appropriate and what is not and what they can say yes and no to, if that's an aspect of it. Fantastic. You're saying all the right questions to lead into things that we're doing. It's perfect. One of the things that we have coming up is a speed mentorship program. So instead of speed dating, you're doing speed mentorship. So I'm going to find 10 amazing kick-ass mentors in the form of like director, writer, actor, producer, casting, like in different capacities. And the team is going to go and then people will register for it and have like speed dating mentorship moments with everybody that they can then build on afterwards. Um, So we're starting with that kind of mentorship program, but it's definitely in the future. We have a whole file in our like Google folders Mm -hmm. in the firecracker world called future dreams. And it's packed like every once in a while, one of the firecracker gals will say like, oh, you know, it'd be cool as if we 
oh, somebody's had the great idea of like recognizing like um, women in the past, it's sort of red point world, but like people in your own life. So like my mother was a firecracker. So recognizing that. So people are just filling that folder up with dreams. And one of the top dreams is starting a mentorship program for sure. Great, great. Because yeah, especially as it comes to, you know, we're seeing all these revelations happening both south of the border uh, with the Weinstein stuff, but also up here. I mean, you saw the whole thing that went down with Soul Pepper and understanding how to how to talk back and not necessarily burn your bridges, but also understanding what is appropriate behavior, what isn't it, what channels can you put that towards to make sure that behavior doesn't happen again, right? That's such a good point because I think it's important to talk back, but I think you have to do it in a way that a you're okay with and b is going to serve the purpose of the talk back like sometimes you know when people lash out it comes from a place of emotion as opposed to communication and it sort of defeats the purpose of that communication so i think that's a really that's a really great skill to have and it's something that i'm constantly honing because you know sometimes people say things that set you off like your game and you're so like bewildered that somebody can speak to you with such ignorance that you just lash out so I'm trying to train myself to take a breath and then if somebody says something I tell them I think you're supposed to I think you meant to say that inside your voice or inside your head as opposed to outside your head where it came. Uh, And then, of course, with that, it sounds like um, you've got a lot of stuff going online as well as a lot of stuff offline. How do you think social media and new media have affected the way women have been able to kind of communicate and congregate in this way? Well, again, it's like a way of reaching out for action and for, um, you know, with a firecracker, because I do feel like we're online so much. And I think it is super beneficial because you can connect in a global sense as opposed to like a city sense. But one of the things we're instigating is a thing called Firecracker Adventures. So you can go on Facebook or on Twitter and say, like, I'm going to go see this movie. And if any other firecrackers are like in that town and want to go see the movie, too, they just turn up and maybe they'll wear like a firecracker pin or swag and be like, oh, now we're not alone. We're together seeing a movie, which is something that I feel like, you know, cities can get real lonely sometimes. So it's important to be able to reach out to your community. How aware do you think you are uh, that your community is about um, the gender parody stuff that's going on with telefilm or with the NFB uh, and how to take advantage of those things? Um, take advantage of it. I'm not sure if I, I mean, I'm very aware of it. I'm very aware that our firecracker team is all white ladies right now mm-hmm. and not hugely diverse. So it's something that I really am challenging myself to grow and seeking that kind of growth. Um, I mean, it's, it's vital. I don't even think it's funny when you bring it up. I don't even think it's a, it's it's a topic anymore. It's just an instigation. Like it just has to happen. Mm -hmm. If you're producing something, you have to look for gender equality, uh, diversity, um, in all aspects of, of your production. And especially when it comes to comedy. I mean, we're seeing a lot of shows coming out that are predominantly male-led. And it's great that we're seeing, seeing a lot more uh, ensemble shows, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, CBC's really taking the lead in comedy right now. Mm-hmm. They've got some great shows on. I mean, Baroness Fun Sketch is brilliant. If people haven't seen Cavendish yet, it's great. Mr. D now entering its final season. Uh, it's all, it's all yeah. excellent, excellent work. And you're starting to see women pop up more and create more things, I think, thanks to the likes of, of Baroness. But how do you make sure that we're seeing more more, uh, more stuff is being pitched that's all female driven. Well, that's all our jobs, right? But that's not only the jobs of women, it's the jobs of men and anybody in like in the world has to have that kind of, um, I don't know, priority in their production. And folks like Sally Caddo over at CBC definitely has a hand in it. And then, I mean, whenever you're producing, like I just talked to one a, a guy who's does podcasts and he's like it's very much in my mind that 50% of my guests should be women. Yeah. And I think that it starts with everybody. So it's not just 
women's job to create their own work. It's everybody's job. That's where it should start is everybody should take responsibility. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to just seize it, you know, like I think, and having the support of other people around, we just like last night, we just launched um, firecracker comedy department. So we're, we're dedicated. Uh, Anna Gustafson is the head of that. And she's dedicated along with my support to creating comedy experiences that are giving women stages. Cause yeah. it's not always easy for women to find the stages or to be, I don't know, considered equal on that ground. So we have to put our elbows up and get in there, create our own stages. And I know there's a few shows in town right now that are doing it. I know uh, Natalie Norman runs one. Um, yeah, I know she the- was one of our comedians last night. Oh, she's the best, yeah. man. She's so yeah. funny. Um, yeah, so it's, it's great to start to see these pop up. And it's great that they're happening in major centers like Toronto and Vancouver. But of course, getting those into the prairies, making sure they're happening up north, making sure they're happening in the Maritimes, which is a huge comedy center, right? That's such a good point. Thank you for raising that because it is something like we think about building our community in in the cities. And then I think, what would be great, you just made me add a list, another thing to the future dreams list, but to have like a tour that goes to the smaller towns and be like, this is a kick-ass group of women that aren't going to talk to you about boobs. They're going to talk to you about what's on their mind. Exactly. So it's going to be like a, a further reach out. I think that's a great idea. Thanks for that. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, not all period jokes, we promise. Right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> exactly. how funny are those anyway? Exactly. Well, it depends on how creative you get, right? Right. But, uh, <laughs> how good a comedian are you? Uh, oh, my gosh. But you talked about how like you're kind of opening this up internationally. So you're going to LA, you're talking to people in the States in the back and forth. Um, how much are you encouraging people to stay in Canada and build the work in Canada versus, you know, contribute? to the brain drain where the money is instead of building the infrastructure here? Um, I don't I don't think I have a say in that. I think, you know, you follow follow your heart. And if that leads you to places that are outside of Canada, keep going. Just just pursue your dreams as big as you can. Like, I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't think I, I, I would ever tell anybody to stay in a place if it wasn't serving them. And if they had the instinct, like if somebody goes, you know, in my heart, I feel like I got to I got to go. I'm like, go. You might come back, but just go, go explore, have an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's something that's interesting to me because, of course, I do a Canadian film podcast. And we've had a number of, as we kind of watch how film in Canada has progressed over the years, um, you have these big, bright moments where it seems like, oh, we have an indie revolution going here with, say, Bruce McDonald and Donna Keller making stuff in the 90s. And then it just sort of dissipates and we're not making the same waves that internationally as we used to. And I think because um, of the digital age and that movie making is slightly less expensive, still a huge challenge, but slightly less expensive, there's more ways we can be seen. There's more film festivals. There's more uh, access online. Um, then my question is, how do we keep people in Canada making films in Canada instead of losing them to the States? So I think, of course, of Quebecois filmmakers like mm-hmm. um, Jean-Marc Vallée and uh, Denis Villeneuve, who do incredible work, are now doing incredible work in Hollywood for bigger budgets. Right. I mean, I mean, people have got the bigger fish to fry sometimes, and that's okay, too. Like, we, I've interviewed, I mean, you're talking about Don McKellar and Bruce McDonald, who in their day were kick ass and they're still creating amazing content Mm -hmm. but now you have people like molly mcglynn who did mary goes round and is like taking over not only the indie scene but she's now been asked to go to the states and direct series there because of that acclaim that she got here so that feeds her career it also feeds her passion and then you've got folks like ingrid edinger who does amazing indie work with porcupine lake and she's like anything that she does you know it's going to be a creative adventure So I think it's also recognizing and being aware. So I say these names on your podcast, not by chance, but by purpose, because I want to support the next step of that so that we recognize. So somebody listening to that will be like, oh, Ingrid Edinger, I want to find out what Porcupine Lake was all about. Molly McClinton sounds like a kick-ass lady, and they all are. I want to find out more about her. So now it's about 
the responsibility of the listeners and responsibility of the viewers to take it the next step because we're all capable of building our worlds. If somebody goes, oh, the Canadian, the Canadian uh, celebrity status, it's not, it's not doing as best as they can. Well, do something. Get online and write articles about how much you love the Canadian stars that you see or on TV and film. Exactly. So get, get active. Yeah. How do we reinforce a star system? That's something uh, as I'm talking to filmmakers in my, my interview series, um, a lot of them say that we need a Canadian star system. And that exists in Quebec, especially because of the language, uh, sure. the language difference. It's easier for them to do that here because we're competing so much with American content. It's hard to have our own star system. And every now and then we get people like um, I think Paul Gross is definitely an example of that. Yeah. Maintaining our own star system and going to see movies because they've got, oh, they've got, um, you know, Colm Fior in them or something like that. That that specific right. uh that's yeah a specific star system that we're looking for well if you're complaining about the star system it's actually in your power to do something about it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like you actually can get online and dedicate yourself to building people's careers and supporting them uh just as much as anybody else i used to think it was the media's responsibility but i feel like it's all of ours now so with firecracker department I, i'm doing that like i'm empowering and making people aware of not only like the sherry o'terry's from saturday night live but the you know, like folks that are lesser known, maybe in a global sense, I want people to go to my podcast, listen to Sherry and be like, oh, who's like, uh, I don't know who's on there that might not be as well known, but like, listen to those as well. Yeah. And there's also that aspect of, oh, they did it. I can do it too. How do I follow that path? Right? Absolutely. And that's part of the discussion on Firecracker where like, like people reach out to me all the time and be like, oh, I see that you were at Second City. Like, how did you do that? And I'm always game for like a Skype chat or a text chat or some sort of way of infusing people with the um, energy or inspiration to pursue what they want to pursue. And sometimes even just the practical information, right? It's like, should I go to theater school or should I just be taking classes, right? What does yeah. that look like? Because um, I know for yeah. me, when I was growing up, because I'm in my 30s now, uh, there wasn't any choice but to go to theater school. That's what you did. And now I think right. the world's very much changed where like, no, you can take private classes and, and then use your tuition money that way and build a network through there. Whereas before, there was so many gatekeepers uh, that you needed to go to theater school to be able to be introduced to. Yes, absolutely. That's like it, the world's changing. We got to change with it. Uh, great. And so uh, how can people figure out what is going to be best for them in the firecracker department? How do people find everything? We'll start with the firecracker.com and uh, subscribe to the newsletter because that'll tell you everything every month and keep you in, in touch with everything that we're doing. But then also get engaged in my Instagram. We've got some great, uh, we have Jessie Gabe, who's uh, who is a head writer at Mr. D and I've known her forever. Now she's head writing for things like uh, not head writing, but writing on things like Frankie Drake and Rex. But she's doing photos for us. So she's got some great photos on the newsletter. Um, and then go on over to like, oh, sorry, new, she's got photos on Instagram as well. But then also get engaged in the um, Facebook group and uh, join the uh, Fire, Firecracker Department member club and uh, join in that discussion too. There's so many ways of you joining. Um, look out for a hashtag Firecracker Adventures for offline things and for webinars and uh, just Get engaged. Reach out. There's somebody in our team that will, will always be engaged with you. If it's not me, it's somebody else. And uh, we'd love to have you part of the Firecracker Department table. And you've got great recommendations. You have a Canadian film you'd like to recommend to our listeners. I'm going to talk about Mary Goes Round. I was going to talk about An Angel at Her Table because that's the Jane Campion movie that I loved so much with Carrie Fox. It's, it's quite old, but I found it one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen. Nice. But I'll talk about Mary Goes Round, who is Molly McGlynn's movie. And that was so great. And Molly McGlynn's got such a, she's got a, such a great way with actors. So you can see the actors engaging in a deeper 
and comedic way. Like this is what I love about her work is that I feel like every scene has comedy and drama within it. And she really delves into that. So even in like the saddest of scenes, you're going to find a little bit of comedy. If you think about those times, like, you know, a friend of mine, well, actually, it was my, my brother, not not just a friend of my brother. So my <laughs> brother, I remember like growing up with him and he was crying about something. It was really breaking my heart that he was crying. And, and I remember we were eating a sandwich and he took the sandwich and dabbed his tears away. <laughs> like in the saddest of moments, he found like this weird little comedy thing. So Molly McGlynn is such an expert at that. And um, she really does well with speaking to her actors. And you can see that on camera. And the storyline itself is just such a... Um, truthful discussion about alcoholism uh, and it's uh, yeah it's really good I would highly recommend going and buying that on iTunes and that's the best way to approach co- uh, incredibly serious topics is through comedy that's how we right? laugh as we cry yep and vice versa like if you're doing something really funny I bet there's a moment that makes you want to cry a little bit it's that's like the joy it's those two sides of the swing right if you're right on the pre- precipice of one you got to swing all the way back to the other direction for it really to be fulfilling that's my favorite precipice to walk on oh it's so well you go to second city that's how it works it's always crying yeah. and laughing right yeah <laughs> it's not on stage off stage but yes yes exactly amazing and how about you personally do you have any social media you want people to follow yeah you can follow me at sneakus s-n-i-e-c-k-u-s um there's always something going on and i try to connect with the different worlds but i've uh, i've got a couple of film and tv things coming up that you can follow me on and um yeah just go out and support folks that you think are good and make them even better that's how that this works if you uh, right? I, yeah i do a thing people think is weird where i buy tickets for movies i don't actually want to see but i think should be made and i just don't go oh i've heard about that i that's lovely, but you don't actually want to go see it. Because, I have like, no interest. Well, it's movies like um, I'm not a big superhero movie fan, so like I'll yeah. buy a ticket for Wonder Woman or Black Panther because it needs the numbers, and then I won't go. Right? Oh, we should do a thing. This is another future dreams in the firecrack. Maybe there's a thing where you can donate the ticket. Yes, because so that's like, that I do feel guilty them. about. Yes, but like somebody else might be like, "Oh, I really want to see it," and then you'd be like, "Well, I'm I'm not going to go." Yeah, I don't know how to organize that. We need somebody in technology world to organize that for firecrackers. Please reach out to me. Exactly. I will donate tickets. If you have a little girl that you think should go to the, one of those movies, totally. I'm totally into I love that. that. Yes. I love that idea. Oh, man. You're I just love... full of ideas. This has been like, we've got three new dreams after this discussion. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. This is this is ladies helping ladies, my friend. It's how yeah, this works. Yeah, I love it. Beautiful. Love well, it. Uh, if people are interested in more of my ideas, they can find me on my Twitter, at Liz Shrimpton. That's the masculine description over there. You can also follow the podcast at RCM Pod. Uh, not... RCM podcast because that's the real men's Christian podcast and that is not us. But it's not you. No. Do not get confused. <laughs> Slightly different. But Naomi, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. What a treat. Great talking with you. You too. Thanks for listening to the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. If you like what we're doing, please remember to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcatcher. It helps people find our podcast and Canadian media they love. Come chat with us at RCM Pod on Facebook or on Twitter at RCM Pod. Our theme song is by Craig Stewart and our show art is by Paul Stachniak. Join us next week for another great film from the wilds of Canadian cinema.